What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. My name is Carl, and I'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode. I'm back, and I'm black, and I'm the Black Expat. I'm excited to be back with you guys. You know, I am fresh off 30 thousand downloads on this new platform since i've migrated over it's kind of a coincidence because just last year i got twenty thousand around the same time it seems like i'm growing ten thousand per year which honestly given the year i had last year is pretty pretty good growth but i'm trying to double that right i want to be at fifty thousand by the end of the year which means i need to pump out more episodes which is exactly what i'm going to start doing now for today i want to talk about something very very important right so as you can see from the title it's called fitting in hyphen if they let me do it it might be a comma it might just be a space <laughs> sometimes pod bean gets really tricky with the format but anyway uh fitting in space the travel space right Fitting into comma or a pause if you will the travel space now you guys have heard me talk about kind of ad nauseum but quite often right is how the adjustment right i called it the expat adjustment period from living abroad in taiwan to now coming back home to what has now become my home again to America and just adjusting to everything, right? Adjusting to being a black man in America, right? That's an adjustment in and of itself, right? Um, family, adjusting culturally, fitting in with family and friends, how that was an adjustment period because I was so used to having friends a certain way. They were so far away that I could only connect with them, you know, virtually. So via text or phone calls or FaceTime. Now I actually get to see my friends in person. I seek out my friends to talk to them in person, right? So it's just a completely different perspective on, you know, how I see things and how I interact with people. Um, and then it was, you know, adulthood, um, relationship building, relationships, dating, you know, here I am married, all those things. I feel like I, I adjusted fairly well to dating, which is funny because you guys have heard me talk about dating abroad versus dating back home. I think it was easier to date once I came back home because of, of the way that I had to date when I was abroad. Now, I know what you're thinking. You married somebody that was Taiwanese still, but She's more American Taiwanese. Like she has more American qualities and ways of thinking than I do, which is kind of shocking, which maybe be why maybe is why we fit together so well. Cause I am very much so Taiwanese in the way I want to experience things. And she's American. And we kind of just balance each other out because we give each other a healthy dose of both. But one of the things I talked about, right, was fitting in uh into work culture. And you know, I've been traveling for most of my life. And when I came back to America, I haven't traveled as much or nearly as much as I've wanted to and definitely have traveled much less than I did when I was in Taiwan. Because in Taiwan, everything I did pretty much was rooted around travel for a huge part of my time there. Right. The first two years, I was just trying to get acclimated to living there, adjusting, you know, moving up in my role, became a manager, director. You guys heard me talk about that a lot as well. But after that, it really just became about travel. And it was unique because I would travel and I wouldn't be able to see people who look like me. So not only was it about travel, it was about travel and inspiring people who look like me and seeking out people who are black, people of color, who were around the world traveling and doing what I was doing. And then when I found that there weren't that many people doing that, I said, hey, this podcast was born, right? CP Travels was born. My travel company was born. A lot of the things and everything I was talking about was just rooted in traveling. And I was kind of in my own little travel space abroad. Right. When you're abroad and you're living abroad, you're kind of in your own travel space because no matter what country you're in, it's a different type of space. In Taiwan, we frequented certain places because of our location and because of our vacation time and how it aligned up. Like So we would frequent a lot of places, but we would also push ourselves beyond those limitations when we had longer vacations. But the travel space was different there. And I, I, I always would fit into the travel space because I was an expat. 
and no matter where I went, whether it's Australia, New Zealand, or Taiwan, or Thailand, or Japan, or Korea, or wherever, or Africa, I was surrounded by usually expatriates, if not local people. And local people all saw me the same for the most part, right? Outside of the racism, let's put that aside for a second. No, you know, you really can't. It's always ingrained in things that we do. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say racist. I mean, you know, you know, I'm talking about oh, black man, scary. Um, but yeah, put that to, to put that to the side for a moment. But they saw me as an American, as a foreigner. So I really didn't have a problem with fitting in and adjusting because I didn't have to adjust to anything. They saw me as an American, and what that meant was, oh, you're an American and you're black. That means you like hippity hop, and you know, it was there wasn't very much variation in how people viewed me until they got to know me. Then they viewed me as, you know, as the person I am because we built a relationship with one another. But it was so easy to fit into the travel space, right? To talk about travel because I knew where it was coming from, right? I knew who I was. I knew what I was there doing. I knew that I was unique. I knew that I stood out. And the one thing I always say, well, I've, people have talked about, and I've had this conversation before about America, is that it's really hard to stand out here. I know what you're thinking, like, oh, how, how so? I mean, well, again, I... And this is what we were talking about. And I don't know how I haven't really thought in depth about this part yet, but everybody's goals are very similar. Right? When I was abroad, people I would meet, people, oh, I'm only here for a year. Or, hey, I'm here to find love. Or, hey, I'm here to find work. Or, hey, I'm here to save money. So it's similar, but different. And also the ways in which people are willing to go about it was different. So people wanted to just work and travel and save money. People just wanted to work and save money. Like It was just so different how they approached living life to the houses they would rent, to the, the the cars or scooters or motorcycles they would buy. Like everything was, I know what you're thinking. Hey, America's the same. Everybody's different too. Really, but all working toward the same thing, right? Like workers in America usually are all working toward similar or honestly the very same thing. Like, like look at the way our streets and our houses are set up. And I know it's a societal thing that also is prevalent and relevant in other countries as well, but America is just so unique. And I think being an expat, I was just in a different bubble, I feel like. I was in a different bubble. So I didn't really struggle to fit in. One, I felt like because I was uncomfortable everywhere and I never fat in, I never fat in, I never would fit in anywhere because of how different everyone was. And that's what I learned to embrace. So being different kind of became normal. I didn't need to fit in because being different was normal. Whereas in America, in this travel space, and even in my uh, the first job I had when I came here, I found myself having to fit into a culture, adapt to a culture, change you know how I thought to the and again it's American culture, so I'm not saying it's a I'm not saying it's as if it's a bad thing, but it was a very specific culture. If I didn't and I struggled to fit into it, I guess the difference is abroad. While yes, I needed to fit in, not necessarily fit in, but understand the culture I was living in. I didn't feel the need to bend who I was and try so hard to fit into the people that I worked with on a daily basis. Right? So that got me thinking when I was in my first job, I'm like, man, like I'm a traveler. People I work with are travelers, but their mentalities aren't of travelers. And it's interesting that you can work in travel, work in the travel space, but not adhere to the travel lust or the travel lore or the travel mindset that you're trying to impress upon other people. The one thing I realized about, you know, like some companies here is like, oh yeah, they 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 preach travel. They incur they are selling travel, employing people to sell travel. Yet the people they employ and even them themselves don't do it. Especially don't do it the way that they're selling it. 
Now, see, the difference between me when I had my own company was I was selling what I was actually doing. I didn't have to convince anyone. Oh, no, trust me, dog. Like I didn't have to do that. I, you can look at my photos and see it. I was what I was trying to sell. So I said, like certain expats who, you know, have podcasts and talk about certain things and the way they describe it is like, yeah, oh, yeah you can do this, this, this easy, this easy. I'm like, no, tell your story because it's not that easy. Like I said, I fell into my experiences. It wasn't easy to move up in the school that I was in to manage those people to, you know, be a young director at 21, 22, 23 years old, managing people who are literally three times my age. So I tell my story and hope that my story will in inspire and guide people. And I can share them my methods in ways that I know from factual testing and learning of how they can do what I've done or travel abroad or live abroad or work in Taiwan or what have you. But it's my story. It's factual things that I can prove. It's an experience. And that's why I felt like I was struggling uh, in my first job and in, in certain areas being back here. I was working in spaces where people weren't practicing what they preach. So I had this deep connection to travel but I was surrounded by people who really didn't. It was just a job. And again, that's me. Like I am an entrepreneur. I'm very vocal. I'm very passionate about everything that I do. And I found myself interviewing and saying this, like, hey, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna give it my all. I'm gonna put my foot into it. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna really, really go in on it. I know what you're saying, like, oh, I do that, I do the same thing in my job. Yeah, a lot of people do. I'm not, I'm not talking about everybody else, I'm talking about me in the travel space and from my own experience. But that's also when I realized that I need to be an entrepreneur in some ways or be in a company where people share that same passion, that same drive, that same mentality. So you don't have to travel all the time to have a traveler's mentality. Like you can tell from a meeting when you're discussing travel and how to be innovative and creative, how people are, where their mindset is. Because when you ask me about ideas about travel, I can spit them out like nobody's business. I can come to a meeting with ideas. I'm always trying to move things forward. But people with a business first mentality or with an anti-traveler's mentality or just I'm here to work and that's it, they don't share that same zest, that same passion. I felt I found myself not fitting in. I couldn't. The communication was off. And yeah, maybe, not maybe, definitely it was definitely it was partly me because I wasn't doing well enough at fitting in. So again, it just, it really made me take a step back and say, man, where do I fit into the travel space? How am I going to make this work being here? How do I need to make this work being here? How do I make myself fit in? I hope you guys don't hear this dog barking in the background. It's really making me angry, but I think it'll be hard to edit out so you may hear, but I'm sorry. Dog's going crazy. But yeah, it's just, it was so interesting. Now, I really got to think and I said, hey, well, one, like I told you guys um, last week, I hit 30,000 downloads, but uh, the week of my wedding. I also got some rare, I got some great news. Um, I had been you know, applying for different positions, different roles, um, and I feel like I got the job of my dreams. I know I've gotten the job of my dreams. Right? I'm literally the a travel curator for Asia. That's the the short version of what I'm doing now. What my what my new role will be, and it's fascinating because throughout the interview, and I've I've started interviewing more. When I first came back and I was interviewing for jobs, my my vibe was different. Right? I was just trying to get money. That's that anti-traveler's mindset, right? That even anti-entrepreneurial mindset. Like, hey, I'm just trying to impress you. I just need a paycheck. I just came from abroad. It's the pandemic. Y'all hiring? Cool. Sign me up. But now, 
confidence was, was, was restored a little bit, right? I've been working. I've adjusted to America. I find love. I'm happy. I got my dog, right? My fam- like, I got my family. I got my friends. Like, my attitude was a little bit adjusted. So now when I was interviewing, it was the month of March. It took me three weeks, and I got, I got the job March 26th. I started applying for jobs March 1st. And it's like, in the interviews, they felt different. So now I've had a few interviews. They're like, man, like, hey, like, hey, you. Okay, I see you. But also, I'm interviewing for roles and jobs that fit my passion and my desire. And now I can, I'm blessed and fortunate enough to be able to say, oh, I'm picking you. I'm choosing where I want to work. I don't want to make the same mistake I did before. We're choosing the company and not the experience. Here's what I mean when I say that. Like in the interview, you can just feel, when I was talking to this person, we were like, yeah, it was, it was a conversation. But we were, we were relating to each other nonstop. Like, oh, man, I relate to that. Oh, man, I relate to that, too. Oh, that was a good question. Oh, that was a great question. Just a, just a back and forth. But the foundation of that is that we had that traveler mindset. They could feel it and see it in me, and I can definitely feel it and see it in the company. And then as each specific interview went forward and I met with more people, I'm like, oh, the vibes is right. Like, I'm feeling that. And it's something you could just feel. Now, some people are brought up in a company and they just feel it and they feel attached to it because they were brought up in that culture. So they themselves feel connected to the culture, which is why when some people lose their jobs, they freak out. It's like, oh, my God, where do I go? I'm so used to this. I'm used to chaos and disorder and change. Not to say I welcome it or I, I want to work in chaos. No, when I say chaos, I mean constructive chaos. Things are changing. Things are different. Meetings have to be had. Ideas have to be discussed. Kind of that startup mentality, because that tests my wits, keeps me on my toes, keep me, keeps me off balance, but balance, because I'm always seeking balance. So I'm always working differently. My mind and my brain is challenged. I'm overcoming obstacles. So I was like, man, I was trying to figure out where I f- could fit in the travel space now. Even with the podcast, it's like, man, I'm the repat. I'm talking about my re-expat experience ingratiating myself back into American culture, being back home, but it don't feel like home. I still miss many, many things about my Taiwanese experience and being in Taiwan. So man, where do I fit into the travel space here in my home country? Because that that tingling, that inkling, that joy, that love, it's never, never really left me. Like I had to suppress it which is why I was so sad for a while. I had to suppress it because I needed money. I needed a job. I need to get you know back on my feet. I need to get back in this space that I need to be in where I was creating. I was talking about things. We were vibing and thriving, right? I need to get back there. So I had to suppress it. But the moment there was an inkling of hope and I was able to pick and choose and look for and seek what I really am passionate about. Like I said, the job was interviewing me, but I'm also interviewing them. I felt the connection to it. I was like, oh, this is where I fit in the travel space. This is how I fit in. I fit in because I need to be in a space where I'm able to, you know, talk about things that are important to me with people who I can relate to. And honestly, people I relate to the most are people who are very different than me. Because we're always asking each other questions. We're always trying to figure things out. But we have that foundation of travel. We're travelers at heart, in our minds, spirit, body, all that. And that feeds into the culture that you're a part of. Again, I told the story before when I was young and I was working at an internship in America downtown in the office. I called my mom crying. It's, it's in my book if you haven't read it. Because I'm like, man, like I just don't feel comfortable here. I, I, I was working in insurance and I was working in marketing. I had I was working in finance and all these internships. 
I was like, man, I just feel so uncomfortable. Why? Why am I not fitting in? I've gone to school. I've gotten straight A's. I've, I've, I've gotten a full tuition scholarship. Like I've done all the right things. I've, I've, but I just every time I go and I put on this suit and I go downtown, I get on this train. I don't feel comfortable. Why am I not fitting in? In the travel space, I fit in, but I don't fit into every travel space, and that's okay. It's okay to not fit into the domestic America travel space. Sis, not all of them. Some of them I do. It's okay to not fit into that. I have a very worldly view when it comes to travel. So the travel space where I fit in is through curation. Curation and creation. It's the core of what I've always done. And again, I I really couldn't put it into words when I was in Taiwan because I was seeing it only from that perspective. It really took being on the other side of the expat experience to really say, uh, that is why I enjoyed being over there for that long. Some people say it's it's what you miss the most is what you appreciate the most. And I don't know, because I do appreciate the convenience of Taiwan. And I do appreciate that a lot, but I don't think that's the most thing, you know? But what I miss is that every day I woke up and I felt like the day could be different in so many ways. Like I said, in America, even how I live now, there's just there's way too much routine. And routine just feels like it sucks the life out of you. Same thing day in and day out, right? That's why friendship is important. Conversations are important. Going out is important. Trying new and different things is important. Whether it's in your own city, going to a restaurant you don't always go to, cooking different meals, YouTubing it, but being proactive and intentional about these things is important. So fitting in the travel space was challenging for me. Right? Challenging for me. Like I had this wealth of international experience. And I'm back in America and I have this wealth of domestic travel experience. And I'm like, oh my God, when I say domestic, I mean United States. I'm like, oh my God, I just don't, I don't feel comfortable. I don't know where I fit into the travel space. But I know that's the space I belong in. Right? And it's hard. It's an adjustment. But once I found it and figured it out, because it's not just travel. Travel isn't this one small umbrella where everything kind of fits under. There's pockets of it. There's different people that fit within that. And where I fit in the travel space is very specific. I'm a curator. I'm a creator. And I need to be surrounded by people who are about curation and creation. Not solely for profit, even though profit is important, but for creating true experiences and living, practicing what they preach. And that's where I think the disconnect came because I'm I'm ready at any job. I'm ready to, oh, okay, we're doing this. I'm doing it too because I want to feel connected to it. And I think that's something that a lot of people in certain travel spaces are lacking. One person is doing it. People are working with you and helping you build this aren't connected to it the way that you are, which is why it either it, it's a really huge success at the beginning and then it kind of dies off because you have to have that passion in everything that you do. And that's how I've come full circle as to where I fit in the travel space, curation and creation. I create podcast episodes. When I am motivated, I'm inspired, and I'm and I feel great. I do well making podcasts. When I am not, I cannot. I can't even think about podcast episodes. I can't speak for 15 minutes. It's really hard to tell people. It's really hard to get behind a microphone and talk for 15 minutes to yourself. There's not a mirror in here. There's not a person in here. Like my dog would snore, so I can't have him in here. Just by yourself. That's hard to do. 
like just like Jay-Z, without a pen, without a paper, just pick up the mic and spit. Like that's what I do. So and thank you guys for letting me brain dump all those things with you. Like I hope you know what space you're in, whether you're in the finance space, the the insurance space, the digital marketing space, whatever space you're in. Like really break it down. Where in said space do you fit in? What aspects or components of it really motivate and drive you? Right? Because again, the travel space is so vast. I only saw one side of it. I only saw the international budget travel side. Now I work in the luxury domestic side. And I'm expanding my skills to the luxury international side. I've explored all the spaces and I'm excited for what I do next. But more importantly, what I learn next more, and most importantly, what I can share with you from what I learn next. Hey, the Black Expat Podcast is about to take off, y'all. Like it's already been. Thank you guys for you know, rocking with me through, what, 180, 90 episodes now and more than 30,000 downloads on Podbean and think 500,000, more than almost almost close to a million downloads all time. So thank you guys so much. Uh, like, share, subscribe to this ep- episode. Thank you for listening to me. Like, man, fitting in. It, last thing I'm going to say, y'all know, y'all know me. I can go on. Fitting in is hard enough. Like, what fitting? what does fitting in even mean? This is adjusting. Is it compromising? Is it adapting? Like, what does the phrase fitting in even mean? And I really had to refit into my own place of birth. I had to readjust. I had to adapt. I had to fit in. But then when I was trying to fit in, I realized that that's not what I was supposed to be doing. I'm not supposed to be fitting in. I'm supposed to be creating and curating. That's how I fit in. I don't. I fit in by not fitting in. And that's who I am. And that's what living abroad and then coming back home to America has shown me. I fit in by not fitting in. And that's okay. Now, y'all know what time it is. Okay.